Welcome to Hey Ass Butt. Welcome. Hello. If you have a pet and you haven't sent us a picture of that pet yet, why haven't you? Send it at us. At Actually yeah. Tall. Wait. <laughs> as much as I want to see your pets, yeah. I want Ben and Ari to be able to see the pets as well. Absolutely. Well, I, I check your, yeah. I check your Twitter uh, yeah. religiously, Travis. So yeah. Check my Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Specifically. Especially... It, That's a sad time because my Twitter is so fucking boring. Is it those, Travis? He tweets about some cookbook and then yeah. um, <laughs> you get into a lot of drama. I don't know. A lot of Twitter drama. Yes, so much drama. I, ooh, ooh. Of all social media drama, I think Twitter, Twitter drama is the worst drama. Yeah. Twitter drama that translates into YouTube drama. Ooh, yeah. Well, here's, yeah. here's why I think Twitter drama is the worst drama, because Twitter, it's like, I mean, what, 140 characters now? Yeah. Uh, it's more than that. It's more than that. But still, you can't you can't just be like, all right, here I am to lay it all out without having to do, like, a multiple-part thread, and those get lost in the sea of Twitterness. Yeah. But, like, Facebook, because you can be like, one, here's my novel. Little... One section of the thread will like start getting more popular than the earlier sections, yes. so you just get like the original thought, and then a three-hour later follow-up, which has nothing to do with the original thought. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, and like Facebook, YouTube, you can be like, "All right, we're do- we're one and done in it." Um, I guess TikTok has yeah. the same issue, but like, at least you can talk. I don't know. Inflection, I well, think and some important. people can do three-minute videos now. Oh, yeah. yeah. So God forbid that you're someone getting up in drama versus someone that's got a three-minute video, and you can only do 60 seconds. You're going to lose that drama. That is not how official <laughs> debates go. I am here to tell you that. Um, last, week, last week, we talked about uh, kink. Um... We mentioned uh, a poorly disguised puppy play fetish. (laughs) And this week, we're going to keep that train going. That's right. This is an 18-plus episode today, ladies and gents. Technically, all all of our episodes episodes have always (laughs) been 18-plus. All of our episodes are always 18-plus. We are very unwholesome. Um, (laughs) Today, we're talking about H-Games. Hell yeah, we are. Specifically, the ones on Steam that people pay money for. Uh, Do people pay money for these games because the big, like, aggregate game sites don't really exist anymore? Or, like, Flash is kind of dead as a, as a medium, huh? You know yeah, I think I, it did die. You know what I think it is? I think that these people just want to support small artists you know what i mean small artists and developers and Mm -hmm. well and that can definitely sound sarcastic but just like with anything it takes a lot of time and creativity to create the perfect pervy game oh definitely like and you know why not there's porn of everything else i mean why not it can it's easy to make fun of this stuff and we're going to but at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, respect to the artists who like perfect the digital titty j- jiggle. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. 
Alright, Ari, I want you to look up a trailer. <laughs> uh, it's for a game called Resonance of Fate. I will do nothing of the sort. Uh, the only thing the that comes code. up is Resident Evil. No, Resonance of Fate oh, on res Steam. How do you spell Resonance? R-E-S-O-N-A-N-C-E. Travis, you can do this too. Uh, oh, I'll pass. That's fair. It's this is this is not an H game. This, this is an RPG is that was on PS3. Uh, oh, but it's got it's got jiggly anime titties. It's got the weirdest anime titties physics I've ever fucking seen. Skip to a minute. Oh, I am gonna have to look at it. Yeah, Wait, skip to a minute forty-five. The anime physics, the anime titty physics in High School of the Dead. Because yep, really. Yeah. For real, go to a minute 47, in fact. Okay. Uh, oh, I need the trailer, right? Yeah. I don't want to watch some fucking Joker's review. Uh, yeah, fuck that shit. Oh, no, I meant on Steam. Uh, remaster? Oh, on Steam? Yeah. But... I'm just looking at it on... I, was, uh, I mean, it's probably the same... Of Fate, PS4 Whoa, what the trailer. fuck are those doing? <laughs> right? They've got minds of their own. East one's got its own okay. fucking, fucking brain, man. I will go ahead and say... <laughs> and weird titty physics, anime titty physics. But in High School of the Dead, the titties were dodging bullets. Like, no. Yeah, that was a fun time. I haven't watched uh, High School of the Living Dead, so... Um, it's a pretty fun show, but I would definitely recommend the sub over the dub. And really? You know, I hate that because I like to be able to not pay attention to the anime I'm watching. That's while fair. I'm watching it, you know what I mean? It's really yeah. just like I have to be doing something with my hands while I watch things now. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a poor choice of words uh, while talking about a show called... <laughs> I am a good Christian girl, and by something with my hands, I am of course mean jerking off. So that's, yeah. that's what I... No, I'm just kidding. Um, what the fuck is this game about? The symphonic gunplay RPG where you can change the fate of the world has been remastered in a 4K slash HD edition. Fly through the air and enjoy the blazing gun battles in this fateful tale set on a ruined planet. So it's a Devil May Cry thing. Sorta kinda, yeah, but like way fucking harder. And Devil May Cry was already hard. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I well, it's not the only thing that's gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It's really not that sexy, guys. We are really not. No, it's not. It was kind of terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if you want like peak uh, anime jiggle physics in games, look no further than Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> that's God. the that's the pinnacle. Yeah. The tits, in fact. You know those mm -hmm. those like stereotypical like um tits don't work like this uh, post you see sometime on social media or it'll be from like yeah. a book and it'll be like yeah. her boobs boob boobily boobed down the stairs and stuff like that like oh yeah I'm in that Facebook group <laughs> yeah um, I wonder if they were inspired by like anime titty physics and they've never actually were. seen boobs before had to doing, be had doing to be. boob things 
I remember on uh, X-Play way back in the day when Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball first came out, and I think Adam Sessler, like, tested titty physics and, like, how they did press physics in that game, and they were like, yeah, we just took a bra and filled it with jello. (laughs) 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 And women on the internet was like, that's not how breasts work, guys. They were like, we didn't know a single human with boobs that we could bring into the studio to like t- t- walk or <laughs> to mocap their tits yeah. yeah so we we were forced to improvise <laughs> this damn game developers and their improvisation there, improvisation there's a lot to unpack there but we should just burn the whole suitcase instead yeah yeah <laughs> that's what i figured we would get to in this conversation guys maybe we you know what I mean? Just like living. Does that make sense? Am I yeah? Okay. Pray for the meteor, right? You know what? Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm ready to give up as much as the next guy. I watched Bo Burnham's Inside uh, this weekend, and it was oh boy, oh man, oh boy. Oh, so we need to. I, I'm a different person now. <laughs> you know do we what need I to watched... get? I was just gonna say, do we need to do we need the patrons to give money to send Travis to therapy? Is that what we need to do here? <laughs> Skip space camp. We're just gonna wrap, <laughs> send all of us to therapy. We're just yeah, gonna wrap Travis in a blanket and be like, it's gonna be okay, bud. You we're here now. It's gonna be fine. Next week's guest is gonna be a group therapist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's going to be like that episode of How I Met Your Mother where... Um, yes, with Calpen. There and he's like, you are all horrible people. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one good episode, or that's probably my favorite episode of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking to two How I Met Your Mother friends because we are all horrible people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm looking through just JRPGs now, and... Um, yeah, number, it's number one on new and trending is Lollipop. Fucking really? Wow. <laughs> An addicting hentai puzzle game with delicious sweet candy combinations. In Lollipop, you will find many bright levels with hot girls and various visual effects. Once again, and they want to chart. Okay, so this looks like a phone a phone game with titties, and again. Mm-hmm. Like you, like okay. So, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and we were going through age games because uh, why not? Like the world's already burning. Like whatever. Um, <laughs> and I noted I came across three fucking puzzle games. Games where you do puzzles to get to the titties. How do these compete against the fucking like, like, Gorgons? Like, fucking Hydra head that is the internet. Do you know what I mean? Like, every time a porn site on the internet goes down, another rises in its place. Yeah. Like... Well, I I think people who nut to H games get a sense of superiority, because they're like, well, at least I'm, like, using brain cells as I nut or some shit, you know? Yeah. I I played a whole Jeopardy game to get this nut. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I cleared all of the tiles. Have you contacted Alex Trebek's ghost to see if he will okay a hentai Jeopardy game? 
I don't think. Oh, I mean, it's already been done. Oh yeah. shit. Okay. <laughs> well, then never what? mind. And so I don't want to be a stickler, but to me, a puzzle game doesn't exactly sound like a JRPG. Yeah. Um, I'll stickle. I'll stickle with the best of them, Travis. Unless, unless the RPG aspect of it is you role playing as a horny bastard. <laughs> Which, yeah. that's like the easiest role to slip into right there. Yeah, damn right. I mean, that's every Persona game. I've been training for this role my entire life. <laughs> I was born a horny bastard and I'll die a horny bastard. I was born by the horn, molded by it. I'll die by it. <laughs> you, you adopted horniness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to fucking tell you, Travis. You're gonna have to get in touch with fucking um, Steam and be like, "Hey, I'm... you're gonna have to get in touch with Steam. You're gonna have to write them a letter where you're like, to whom it may concern, Mrs. and Madams of the Internet, uh, I do not consider fucking Lollipop, an H game I was playing, to be a JRPG, as I don't think it fits the conventions of the genre." There you go. I, let's find reviews for Lollipop right quick. You know what? I am. I'm going to call up my friend Gabe N right now. <laughs> oh, I thought. Damn it. I thought I had the the phone beeps on my on my phone keyboard, like, ready to go. I thought it was going to beep, but it didn't. Oh, okay. Oh, that sucks. Y'all want to hear some reviews for Lollipop? I, I oh, fucking guess. You want a long one or a short one? Jesus Christ, I'm not reading the long one. Uh, oh, sorry, so here's the short one. Yeah. There is not a positive review for, like, you gotta scroll a good. <laughs> the only positive review I've seen so far is one that says Boba Good, and another one that's an Oshki, like, thing of an Agao face. Read wow. a negative review, please. I'm gonna send you the Agao face first. It's a copy. And paste. God damn it. Oh, wait, I hit the wrong button. Never mind. Is it going to turn out? Yep, that's exactly what I thought would wow. happen. All right. Uh, the art is great. The gameplay is what I imagined a Candy Crush is. I've played other match threes, but never Candy Crush. The menus are... <laughs> where the game is a really big grievance. There's no way for me to exit the gallery. There's no way to see any of the videos in the video section. Even for a match three game made for looking at titties, this is pretty subpar in comparison. Mirror or Wish are much better options. This man is a connoisseur of H titties. Yeah. Oh, so this isn't even really like a puzzle game. It's just Candy Crush. Yeah, it's a match three. Yeah. Which, yeah, I don't consider that a puzzle game, though. No. Holy shit. That's sh like, I mean, it's. I guess it's a puzzle game in the same way that Tetris is a puzzle game. Mm, yeah. Uh, like, I, I, I put Candy Crush in, like, the Tetris Poyo category. Yeah, that's fair. It's definitely, I mean, can we go ahead and say that that might not be an R JRPG? I don't know a lot about JRPGs. You know what? My favorite JRPG of all time is Tetris. Uh, mine is uh, Cory in the House 2 on Nintendo DS. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that forced laughter. Uh, third joke. 
<laughs> yeah. Clever reference. Yeah. You want another negative I, review? I do have a thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Go go for it. This one is from I can't read his name without laughing, I'm sorry. Oh, alright. So it's very repetitive. And a lot of it is in Chinese kanji, I think is the name of it. I'm not super sure. Is that correct? I, I don't know. I don't know. All right. So uh, here we go. Free Tibet, the Tiananmen Square protests of 1989, the Tiananmen, Tiananmen Square massacre, the anti-rightist struggle, the great leap forward, the great proletarian cultural revolution. It goes on like this for like a couple of paragraphs. And then the final one that I find to be the most fitting for all of this is Winnie the Pooh. Because what? There was a meme, uh, so images of Winnie the Pooh are banned in China because people in the West were memeing that he looked like Winnie the Pooh, the leader of China. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And the more I stare at this, the more I see Winnie the Pooh in it, and it's kind of funny to me. Uh, but, I mean, it's a ballsy move. Uh, so, attack. I respect what this guy's doing. Mm -hmm. But why here? Yeah, but on a on an H game review, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's something uh, to that. Got to do it where you can. Yeah. Uh, ooh, they've got another game called Yogurt Clicker. No, no. Nice. And 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 and. Oh God. Well, are we talking like full Yogurt. fat Greek or is it like um, oh. is it full of probiotics? <laughs> I'm going to send you the link for this game. Holy shit. <laughs> it's mostly positive with, uh, yeah, a lot of reviews. Let's talk about a non-H game. Ooh, you know what looks good? Battlefield 5, I guess? <laughs> I was trying to find... The aisle has dinosaurs in it. How many dinosaurs do you see with titties? Not barely any. Well, yeah, I mean... I guess dinosaurs wouldn't have titties because they're not there's no, mammals. There's no proof of that. Like, titties don't have bones in them. We wouldn't find fossilizations of titties. Oh, titties don't yeah, have but bones they in them. You sweet, ignorant had... son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. You know so little about, about titty anatomy, Ben. <laughs> I know they don't have bones in them. Here like the... is... A hey, the bone titty skeleton <laughs> would like to disagree with yeah, you I, on that. Yeah, I think I think that in fact they do. And as as a resident titty expert, I'm getting a card made to put on my wallet so I can pull that out at any time. I think you'll find that uh, titties are just full of bones. I think you need to see a doctor. <laughs> that is a horrifying concept. Just like. That's 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 a horror movie, just like yeah. That's the that's the sequel to Teeth. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> oh my god. What is that like? Uh, Masecta or Dentata Prestata? I don't fucking know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a cursed conversation that will live in my memory for the rest of my life. Um, yeah, check out a uh, yogurt clicker on Steam. Oh my God. <laughs> Use code Abcast for. I'm kidding. 
not a sponsored stream. Notice we didn't, like, if you do decide to try any of the games we uh, suggested tonight, um, that's on you. And <laughs> that's, on you. That's, that's between you and your god, uh, whoever they are. Um, but I am going to go ahead and say this. Do take note that we did not look at or read any content warnings, and sex games can sometimes have some rapey stuff imagery. In it. Yeah, so you know, be careful, babies. Yeah, look before you jerk. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, on that terrifying note, um, Travis, this week's episode is called "Remember the Titans." What's it about? Uh, so Sam and Dean are, so they're doing, there's doing these trials, right? And they're like going through and they have to like go down in this labyrinth and, um, there's like a monster in there that they have to kill and they've got this like funky little mechanical owl that's following them around and it's, um, uh, it's a good time. That's a reference I don't get. <laughs> it's um, Clash of the Titans. Uh, oh. The original. There's a mechanical owl in the original Clash of the Titans? Yeah! That's got the a, funky little owl dude. That's kind of neat. I've, I've yeah. never seen the I mean, it's like Clash a claymation. It's like a stop motion animation mechanical oh, yeah. owl. Sure, sure, I sure. Was, with those, I always just watch Jason and the Argonauts. Was it made by... Was it made by it was Daedalus? Boobo. Mm. Bubbo. Boobo. He looks fucking sick. Was it made oh, by yeah. Travis? Was it made by Daedalus? Maybe. I don't remember this movie very well. Look well, at him. Oh. Uh, Look at him at our podcast. That's an adorable little thing. We'll put it on Twitter somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I, if you have any pets or puppy play pictures to share, please send them to Actually Tall. No, not... And you'll see this image of this lovely owl. In exchange. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Travis, I wish that that little owl guy were in the episode, but I bet that he isn't. Let's find out. Beep, 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 beep. All right. And we're back. Yeah, this was a this was like a fun little romp. It's a strong. One. Was I, it? I'm guessing. Fun. I mean, was it fun? No. Was it? No. Was it? No. <laughs> I fell asleep. It took me four tries to watch this fucking episode, and I kept falling asleep. I mean, it definitely <laughs> wasn't the most enthralling episode, but it was it was okay. I mean, after I mean, two, last week's dumpster fire of an episode, it, yeah, yeah, okay. This episode, <laughs> like the bar, yeah, the bar was inside of the earth, and it finally got raised to above ground. Yeah, let's say it's in the ground, but you can see it. Yeah, you you could probably pull it out with some force, but uh, yeah, it's going to take some doing. Yeah. It's like one of them trees Christians talk about with the Great Flood. It's kind of sticking out of the ground. Yeah. So, 
this is obviously not the first time we've met gods before. I don't even think this is the first time we've met Greek gods. In it's specific. not. Yeah, because surely the Greek gods showed up in, um, well, there's that stupid truth god. I think she's technically Roman, but whatever. Mm. Um, no, they showed up I in, think, um. Wait. But they showed up in season five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this also is not the first time that we've seen Zeus, right? No, this is the first no. time. Yeah, this is the first time. What am I thinking of in that time travel episode? Oh, that's the God of Time, uh, that's Kronos. That's Kronos, yeah. Oh, that's Kronos. Yeah. Right, okay. He ate Zeus. No. So, yes, you're right, <laughs> but also you're wrong. There's two Kronoses. <laughs> Oh, Jesus One of them Christ. is the god of time, oh, and one of them is Zeus's dad. <laughs> and they're two different gods. Well, Kronos is a titan, but they're two different people. And uh, I could definitely oh, see god. how they would oh, be yeah, confusing. And Kronos didn't actually eat Zeus. He swallowed a rock and thought it was Zeus. That is true, yes. He didn't actually eat Like some eat fucking Zeus. idiot. <laughs> some dork. <laughs> So, and thank God for that, because then we would have... Okay, anyway, so, uh, this episode is, um, it's fine, you know, there's nothing... It's pretty run-of-the-mill. It's pretty, I would say mediocre is a good word to describe it. Boring. I've got one major qualm with this episode, but let's do a... Like a little run through of the plot before we before I get to it. Okay, uh, the episode actually starts pretty promising and pretty intriguing. A pretty hot dude gets hit by a car, and then the next day, a tr- state trooper finds him with his liver being eaten out by an eagle. Uh, and while the state trooper's calling it in, hot dude just gets up and walks it off. Ten seconds later, he gets mauled to death by beers. 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 How no, many I beers? Mean, I cannot full six pack tonight, at least. <laughs> probably like uh, he's pretty beaten up, so probably like a full twelve pack. Wait, does wait? Hang on. Does this mean that it actually was bears this time? Holy shit! Yes, a bear actually for the first time ever in the supernatural universe, a bear killed somebody. No tricks, just normal bear shit. <laughs> Does a bear shit in the woods? After eating that guy's liver, it does. Yeah. Uh, I think it's I think it's implied that the bear doesn't eat the liver. It's the eagle just comes back and follows them everywhere, yeah. eating his liver. Yeah, um, yeah, he only gets mauled. Eventually, Sam and Dean catch up to him because they think he's a zombie, but he's not. He's actually Prometheus, a guy who gave us fighter Greek fire. God damn it. I cannot talk today. Guy who gave us fire, Greek Titan, and all around dude who is not liked by Zeus. Uh, midway through the episode, two new characters crash in. Uh, that's Haley and her son Oliver. Oliver is also suffering from the same dying every day and then getting his liver eaten out by an eagle disease that Prometheus mm-hmm. does. Um, Prometheus is pursued by Artemis, who creepily strokes his face while he's sleeping and doesn't know that he's Prometheus um oh yeah that's sorry that's part of this is he uh, Prometheus believes he's some dude named Shane who is just cursed to die every day 
have his little mm-hmm. reunion and then pop back up. I mean, honestly, that's kind of a dope curse. Yeah, yeah there are like you have worse to die once like. a day. That sounds like a D and D curse. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, you are dead once per day. <laughs> Zeus, once every long rest. Zeus was like, all right, DM, I'm going to curse Prometheus. And then he rolled a nat 20. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or Prometheus was like, I'm going to make the most tragic backstory. My character gets like nerfed after I pretty much save <laughs> humanity. Yeah. Because I hate Zeus. I'm going to have him do it. Okay. Um. Basically, Sam Dean... Prometheus, Haley, and Oliver have the galaxy brain idea to summon Zeus and get him to take the curse off of Oliver and Prometheus. Um, it goes about as well as all of the Winchester's plans go. Zeus escapes. He starts torturing Prometheus. He decides he's going to chain Oliver to the mountain to have his liver eaten out every day by the eagle. Um, and Artemis who had taken Sam and Dean off to go get murdered, basically gets like, you want to help us and there are no droids Jedi mind tricked into going against Zeus instead because she has been in love with Prometheus this entire fucking time. And Sam, like, guesses that. The episode ends with Prometheus killing Zeus because, uh basically he takes an arrow that had been stabbed into himself and then further stabs it into Zeus because it's an arrow of Artemis's Prometheus perma dies but the curse is taken off Oliver and we get a kind of happy ending also Sam is getting really fucked up from these trials but he hasn't told Dean about it yet which I'm sure will go swimmingly yeah that's pretty much what happens thought I had some questions You, you do your questions first, Ben. So, Prometheus gave, he stole light, or he stole fire from the gods, right? Yes. To give it to humans, yes. Yeah. And Lucifer ostensibly means light bringer in Latin, right? Or is it like some other language? Yes, Lucifer um, does mean light bringer, but in the context of, okay, so Lucifer is actually um, the Roman name of the Greek god Phosphorus, who is a star god. Okay. So, um, he, he's the morning star. Duh. So when that when they <laughs> say light bringer, they mean like star in the sky during the morning. But not like fire. Okay, no, I got they you. They don't mean like fire. But okay. uh, Prometheus is kind of considered to be a trickster god in some circles. So, um... Lucifer is kind of a trickster god as well. Yeah, I can definitely see kind of a connection. Yeah, I mean, Christianity is like five religions in like <laughs> under the same trench coat. So yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Prometheus almost one hundred percent probably predates Lucifer. Hmm. Definitely. Yeah almost certainly, but he doesn't predate the type of god that Lucifer is. Um, if you want to learn more about Lucifer, go back to the season 5 episode we did uh, about Abandon All Hope. I don't remember the name of that episode, but we did a really thorough Freak of the Week of him on him mm-hmm. in that episode. Um, 
I'll link it in the show description. Yeah. Hell yeah. If I remember. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so uh, this episode is pretty mediocre, um, and I do have some issues with it. First of all, they made uh, Artemis in love with Prometheus, but like Artemis is definitely a lesbian, right? For sure. Like 100% a fucking lesbian. I mm. mean, I know the Greek guys were kind of just porking anybody, but like an Artemis, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know a lot about Artemis, but she almost, almost certainly like, like there are some veiled references to her and like how she lived that during that time meant lesbian. And. Right. I mean, also, she's and look a virgin. at her skill with a bow. Like, that's got lesbian energy right there. Oh, my yeah. God. 100% lesbian energy. Um, so, yeah. Didn't love that. I don't know. It's Pride Month. It just feels like... It's a bad start to Pride feels, Month. It feels sacrilegious. Um, but, yeah. What did y'all think about the episode? I mean, I just... Yeah, it was okay. I, the one, like, big qualm I have is, like, it seems like there is a kind of a cheat code to getting Dean on board with the plan, and that is having a child in danger. Yeah. And I feel like anytime a kid shows up and the kid needs help, Mm-hmm. Dean is automatically going to be on board no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a like child as a plot device kind of thing mm-hmm. because I really didn't see a need for the whole Oliver situation to be in the episode at all. Um, I actually hated Oliver and Haley completely yeah yeah uh and thought that okay so this actually ties into the big issue that i had with the episode that i kind of wish it was much lighter in tone this is a pretty this season has been pretty serious this episode was pretty serious there were not a lot of jokes i think there was one line that made me be like oh it's kind of funny and it's when sam is like who the fuck is this guy? And Dean's like, I don't know. Who do we know that has Jason Bourne fighting skills and uh, history with dangerous women? And um, like dies a lot. And Dean says, or no, Sam says, who do we know that has Jason Bourne fighting skills, dies a lot and has a history with violent women. And Dean says, I don't know you. That kind of made me giggle because it's true. But, um, this episode, I feel like, needed to be kind of goofier in tone. Much more like a season yeah. three episode, because I kind of think... I still kind of think the pagan gods in this universe are a little bit of a hard sell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think there's something about the earlier seasons that makes a pagan god feel more welcome. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But once we get, like, post-season five, everything does get very judo-Christianity 
centric. Yes. And when we encounter the pagan gods, it is just a very strange vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because basically what it means is that there are just these magical entities running around doing who knows what. But really, they're not they're not any more in control of themselves than Sam and Dean are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's they're basically just super psychics. Yeah. It feels a little weird to complain about this in season eight. Yeah. But when you have a show that's so rooted in the Judeo Christian mythology and like really goes in hard on like the supremacy of like the Judeo Christian mythos. Every time you introduce a pagan god, especially when you get specific with the identity of the god, see, I think I can buy tricksters or like right. vague yeah. pagan gods much mm-hmm. easier than I can. Like Zeus exists, you know what I mean? Oh, here's right. here's literal Prometheus, and he's this hot blonde dude, and he's just wandering around fucking Montana. Like that—that that to me is just um, lame. Yeah, it's just kind of fucking... Yeah, it's exactly. That's the perfect word for it. It's just kind of lame. But if the tone were a little goofier, if the show kind of winked and nudged it a little bit, I think I'd be able to accept it more. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like the Christmas episode is a really good example of this. The Dillons yeah. were two pagan gods, and it was very goofy, but it was a lot of fun. And it wasn't that hard for me to believe, like, oh, this two, like basically Mr. and Mrs. Claus-looking couple are running around, you know, killing dads who bought Christmas wreaths. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this episode, what they gave us was a sad love story, kind of. Yeah. And I was I just mean, like, the, fucking Christ. The episode had a love triangle in mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it did. Centered around Prometheus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, the, the, and it was very unnecessary. I don't even... I don't even think Artemis and Prometheus have a single myth together in like like at all yeah like no nah, it's just pulling names out of a hat yeah. yeah so and they were just the only thing I can think of is why uh, Artemis was involved at all is because Artemis is a child of Zeus yes. and so Instead of Zeus, who is like, I don't know, the boss daddy Greek god, will send like his henchmen children to go do his bidding before he bothers to show up. Mm-hmm. He's too busy That's turning. What... That, yeah, that he, he's too busy like fucking jerking off with lightning or something. Like, he... <laughs> he's too busy turning into every episode except for every animal except for a fucking peacock. And yeah. seducing, quote unquote, um, everybody he comes across. Yeah. Ooh. So that that's the only reason why I can see Artemis being involved. And again, love, uh, romantic relationships in this episode were absolutely unnecessary. Yeah. Um. They. I will go ahead and say I did kind of like because Artemis is you know the huntress. Um. I did kind of like how Sam connected, you know, what she was the god of to them. Yeah. Like, 
Mm, yeah. It's like I could absolutely see a version of the show where Sam and Dean worship Artemis or look to Artemis for guidance. You know what I mean? That would be cool. That would be cool as shit. When we remake the show in uh, 500 to 650 years. Yeah, I think we should absolutely <laughs> include that. And we need to write that down because we'll definitely forget in 500 years. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that would have been pretty, pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, like, I do, I do think that's neat. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was just like, she's there to listen to Zeus. Again, I was a Greek mythology kid. Like, I was obsessed with Greek mythology when I was like 12 years old. And I just mm-hmm. don't... Zeus, Zeus to me doesn't seem like I don't know the most present parent, like in the, the in the original Greek mythology. So at the end of the episode, when he's like talking to Artemis, and he's like, "It's Prometheus' fault that we're in this situation. You were my daughter, and you will listen to me." I was like, I never got the impression that Zeus gave a shit, like yeah. about his yeah. kids. You know what I mean? He just didn't like. He fathered a shit ton of children, you know. Some of them were, per- were partly human and went off to go be great heroes and stuff like that. Um, and then he, yeah, he fathered like half the fucking gods uh, with, you know, his sister and then uh, his other siblings. Very incestuous. Um, and, but he, there's not, like, listen. He just didn't do a lot. The only thing I can, the only story I can think of where I'm like, yeah, Zeus does some basic dad shit is um, in the story of how Dionysus is born. Mm-hmm. So in that story, uh, Zeus, I actually, I think he might actually take Semele as a, like a lover, like a proper lover. Because Hera, in her jealousy, typical Hera shit, goes down to Semele and is like, hey, um, oh, because Zeus never appeared to her as she actually, like, as he actually is in his true god form, because if she saw it, she would burn to death because she was human. Um, so Hera was like, hey, Zeus is fucking lying to you about that shit. He just doesn't want to show you how good he looks as a god. So Semele, next time he comes down to visit her, and she's pregnant with Dionysus at this point, asks him to, like, actually show himself as a god, and she sees it and immediately dies. And then Zeus takes Dionysus, who's still a fetus at this point, and, um, like, puts him into his thigh to finish gestating, and then Dionysus is it's birthed from his uh, thigh. Man, Zeus is into some weird shit. Zeus is uh, a fucking freak. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And I don't, I, mean, feel, th- I don't feel bad saying that. Yeah. I mean, you got to think a lot of these guys were created like well before we knew anything about like how human internals worked. So it's just fucking like just this stuff that people thought of that like just to make it fucking work and to make their religion work it's just crazy yeah just goddamn. i think it's neat i mean no it's neat but <laughs> it is in some ways neat but yeah. in other ways like especially 
<laughs> Ben's right. If you go back and look at what we thought medicine was like, it is just a uh, wild time back then. Yeah, yeah that's true. You've got ghosts in your blood. Take cocaine yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, medicine was just guesswork until antibiotics were created. Mm. Um... Oh, real quick, I did like the moment where, uh, you know, they're getting the ingredients. So their backup plan of asking Zeus nicely to cure Oliver and Prometheus doesn't work is to, like, you know, kill Zeus um, with a piece of wood that's been struck by lightning. And then uh, the other thing they have to do is, like, get the ingredients to summon him which includes um what's the sand that's been struck by lightning what's it called fucumalite oh yeah fugilite fugilite that's right yeah um and and dean's like yeah we're probably gonna have to break into somebody's house to get it because it's pretty rare and expensive stuff and Haley's like it is literally not (laughs) new age shops sell the shit out of that so we can just go buy some criminal weirdo um i did kind of like how she was like are you risking my son's life for something that has like a 50 50 percent chance of working you criminal <laughs> and i was like <laughs> like yeah that seems to be their mo um oh i also did kind of like how sam like the talk sam and prometheus had when they were digging up a greek a dead Greek pagan to take his hand mm-hmm. for the summoning ritual. Yeah. Um, Prometheus is basically like, why are you helping us? This isn't your problem. And Sam is like, well, why did you help us? And Prometheus is like, I don't remember. And Sam is like, well, <laughs> it was very cool of you to do that. So thank you. <laughs> and um, that was kind of nice, kind of nice conversation. Yeah. Damn it! This gonna... episode, this episode, this is the Greek god episode. It was about to be about the Greek. It was supposed to be about the Greek gods, and instead, it's mostly about some dumb human and her child. And I'm just like so miffed about it. Yeah, th- yeah I'm for so real. miffed. I think we forget sometimes that this show is on the CW, and therefore they're going to have really dumb shit like this. And they're just gonna just run complete, completely past the really cool idea that they have, just for the sake of having a romantic thing in an episode. Yeah. God, and Zeus was so sad this episode. Yeah. Like. Yeah, Zeus was a fucking jobber. He sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who wrote this? Let's. Who did this? It, um. So this was written by Daniel Laughlin, and it was his last episode. Oh. Damn. Yeah. So Daniel Laughlin and Andrew Dabb had been writing episodes together since season four. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they've had some hits and misses because they did Yellow Fever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they also did. They did Hammer of the Gods. Yeah. Oh, shit. And Frontierland. And Dark Side of the Moon. Mm. Yeah. Um, So it looks like What's Up, Tiger Mommy is the last episode that. Daniel and Andrew wrote together Mm -hmm. and then Laughlin wrote Citizen Fang and then this and then he left the show 
And according to SupernaturalWiki.com, thank you, SupernaturalWiki.com, apparently they ended their writing partnership at, like, around this time um, because he wrote Citizen Fang by himself. And then they were also writing a Supernatural comic. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the fate of that was. Uh, There were six issues. I didn't know that was a thing. That's cool. Yeah, it's called Supernatural Beginnings End. Damn. Oh, it was back in like 2010. Mm. Practically ancient history now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. But so yeah, I, it seems like um. It it seems like they ended their partnership and then it just kind of I don't know, Laughlin left. Did. Does Andrew Dab later become showrunner? Yes. Okay. Maybe that's what they were ramping up for then. When does he become showrunner? Season 12, so it's a minute. Oh, okay. Never hmm. mind. Yeah, but he's like the last showrunner though, right? Yeah. Yes, he is. He's, it, I mean, he's it, the yeah, showrunner up until... He started in season 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think it's interesting that this was kind of his send-off and I don't want to be like it was because of this but it definitely wasn't the best it's not Daniel Laughlin's best work I thought Citizen Fang was pretty okay yeah I, I think yeah. I think I did yeah I, I remember liking that episode because I had Benny in it yeah yeah, yeah. and um, I mean most again some of his dab episodes have been pretty pretty good some of them have been pretty bad weekend at bobby's amazing episode dark side of the moon mm-hmm. is great um hammer of the gods is great uh unforgiven was fine probably pretty boring shit i don't remember if i liked it or not uh yeah there will be blood is was maybe fine i don't know it doesn't matter the point is is that life is a journey and it's not about the destination. And sometimes the destination is writing a not great episode of Supernatural and then leaving the show. But hopefully, hopefully, while the, uh, like, going on to better things. That's the dream. Yeah. The real treasure were the gods we slew along the way. IMDB, the body count this episode was four. Um, Fucking what? Are we counting multiple bodies? Multiple times? <laughs> we're counting counting Prometheus each. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they're doing. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say. That... It, Prometheus three times and Oliver one time, right? No, Oliver, we never see. Oh, no, that's not right. We do see Oliver die. Um, yeah, because I... he like fell off the swing and hit his head and died. Oh, uh, yeah, that was... <laughs> Sorry, that's... No, that child that child actor was fucking terrible. So literally every minute he was unconscious improved. I think the worst moment he didn't have with that many lines. He had one line the entire episode and I swear to god they saw him act after they cast him for some reason and 
the writers were like, oh, we have to go back and make him mute the entire episode. <laughs> so Oliver doesn't talk because, like, to be fair, the kid is under an insane amount of stress. Every day he dies, gets e- liver eaten by an eagle, and then wakes up. Oh, real quick. Um, the scene where we first meet Artemis, when she, like, wakes Prometheus up and is like, you don't remember me? I'm mad about that. Um, I'm going to try to kill you now. Um, and then Prometheus, like, fucking kicks her ass pretty much. Well, no, it's a pretty fair fight. But anyways, um, I, for a minute before I realized it was Artemis, I really, really, really wanted her to be like, I'm the eagle. Oh. <laughs> Who eats your liver every day. And then they fuck. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> Okay, here here was the, I legitimately was like, oh, she's the eagle. Supernatural is they, double They dipping. fuck, and then she still eats his liver like a praying <laughs> <She's>, mantis. <laughs> that, that would be amazing, actually. Here's the reason I legitimately was like, oh, she's she's the eagle, is because she's wearing all black, and the eagle that we see eating his liver is kind of black. Yeah. And I was, and she has dark hair, and I was like, this connects. I'm a fucking genius. And then, no, it's fucking Artemis. And I was like, oh, okay. It's fine, I guess. Um, so, according to IMDb, Daniel Lofton left, um, left Supernatural. He did camera operation for uh, a documentary short called Roast Battle. Okay. And he is the executive producer and writer for something called This Is Jane that I have not seen any information about. He also wrote an episode of Oz back in 2003. What? What episode of yeah. Oz did he write? Uh, the episode "A Day in the Death." A day in the death. Dot dot dot. <laughs> Season six, episode six. But yeah, so <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's been up to. Probably just chilling. Yeah, I guess. Chillin'. He's also a comic book writer. So maybe he's been writing more comic books? Maybe. So he is one of three writers on This Is Jane, starring um, uh, shit, I just lost the name. Starring a, a actress, Michelle Williams, Michelle Williams. It's not actually out yet, I don't think. Yeah, no, it's just an, it's just listed as announced. Um, dissatisfied with the state of health services available in the United States during the 1960s an activist in Chicago forms a group that provides education and counseling for women seeking abortions huh that's interesting might give it a watch might do an LSA on it who knows Yeah. who knows alright um, oh, but that child actor, pretty bad. Um, 
<laughs> I know that child actors historically are not thought of as like great or talented, but this one was particularly awful. And I think the moment that really cinched it for me is his dad is, or his dad, well, his dad gets tortured, but his mom is being like choked out right behind him by Zeus. He uses force choking. Um, and then Prometheus gets tortured right in front of him. And this child does not react at all. I mean, he doesn't like i don't know if we're supposed to understand that zeus like spelled him but he doesn't cry he doesn't like look scared he doesn't turn back to see why his mom suddenly stopped talking and is making choking noises like nothing he just like he doesn't react to her being hurt at all and then when prometheus is being tortured like they hid his face by having his mom just like be like don't look son but he's not like shaking yeah. like nothing it was it was it's pretty bad like yeah we've seen better child actors on this show for sure so definitely he's not like a baby baby he's like what seven eight he, yeah his his like age in the show is said to be seven so the kid's probably like between seven and nine. So he's definitely old enough to, like, react to things. Yeah. <laughs> Make face. I don't know. I was not, was not a fan. Yeah. Very rarely do you ever see a child actor who's good at it. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. They're children. Yeah. Damn, and the the director of this episode is Steve Boyum, mm-hmm. who has also directed some bangers. I don't so, think I don't think there was anything particularly egregious about this episode that I thought was like I don't know, really. Yeah, it's bad. Kinda, yeah, it just kind of all falls flat, really. Yeah. That's I think that's the thing about it. It's just not engaging. It's just very yeah, it's just very flat. It doesn't really matter. Like nothing about this episode matters. Yeah. Like the most important thing that we see is Sam cough up blood in like what minute 4, minute 5. Wait. Which we could see in any other episode. Exactly. That could have been at the tail end of uh, Fifty Shades of Blase last week, but instead we get it in this Blandestine episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will go ahead and say I also was kind of annoyed at the fact that Zeus was so easy to kill. Like, I get that they're magic fucking arrows or whatever, but like... Still, bruh. he's, he's He's the king of the fucking gods. Like... And I, I get that pagan gods are basically tissue in this universe compared to, like, you know, Jehovah, but Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, this was just... If we change nothing else about this fucking episode, let's change one simple fucking thing. So the whole, the entire thing with Prometheus stabbing the arrow through him into Zeus still happens. Mm-hmm. Only it doesn't kill Zeus, and Artemis just starts laying into him with more and more arrows until he finally stops moving. I think that would have been a much better ending in the in the slightest. Yeah. And that would have been like three more things fucking tops. Yeah. It would have been a pretty simple change. Um yeah. or in when we make it 
and we do this episode again for some reason, instead of just cutting it entirely, what we do is we have a God fight. Yeah. Yeah. God fight. I'm gonna. I'm assuming that our budget will basically be limitless. So because we're gonna go to every network and they're gonna be like, absolutely, we all want a piece <laughs> of this pie. Also, we have the or, rights I mean, in this universe for some time, reason. By the time that we get to get around to making the supernatural remake, all of the TV networks will have just conglomerated into one mega network. Yeah, Disney plus so, plus plus. Uh huh. So you guys will be happy to learn that at least according to the IMDb reviews, this episode was not super popular. Good. Yeah. I count two reviews that were like good. Um, most of them are not great. Yeah, but it still has a fucking seven point eight on IMDb. Yeah, there's definitely I mean, there's definitely some like two of the reviews are sevens out of ten, and they're absolutely like eh, this is kind of dumb, but it's still an episode of Supernatural. Um, yeah. Here's one that I actually I completely agree with. Spoiler alert: I hate the idea that one of famous Greek gods just came like any other creature in the series. I was expecting that Zeus would be very hard to kill. After all, it was good, not bad at all. What? <sighs> Fucking what? Um, here's the lowest review. Uh, Swan Song of Prometheus. This episode turned out to be one of the most boring episodes of Supernatural. The plot about a man who is dying every day is weird. Sometimes the evil comes, sometimes not. Why? That's a good point. Obviously, they totally forgot about the part of the myth the uh, Prometheus myth when Hercules saved him and in the end of that myth Hercules is forced to wear a ring with the stone from the Calchasus Mountains the story with Prometheus' son is just stupid everything goes really fast we don't have much time to empathize with the kid Haley or Artemis good point boom titans boom Zeus boom spell boom bones and fulgurite boom trap Zeus boom Artemis loves Prometheus boom the end I can clearly say that if everyone, except the brothers, of course, died in the episode, it would be okay with me, because I wasn't curious at all. Best thing? The actor who played Zeus had a lot of charisma, and if he played some demon, it would have been great. Dean yeah. praised to cast to watch over Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how the episode, like, ends, ends. So. Yeah. No, the guy that played Zeus, I think he may have been the best part of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I will say the guy who played Prometheus was very hot. Yeah. I mean, is Prometheus supposed to be hot? Is he like canonically hot? I, I mean, he did bring us fire. That's a good point. Um, no is the answer to that. Uh, or at least not to my knowledge. Oh, hey, Anna Van Hoff. I like Ben's answer better. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Uh, Anna Van Hoof, who plays Artemis, was in Warcraft. Oh, neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in The Wicker Man as Mm. attendant number two. Maybe we should watch Wicker Man for LSA sometime. So I'm still trying to, like, get to the bottom of the Dan Laughlin situation. And I was scrolling through SupernaturalWiki.com, and I noticed a link to his Twitter. Mm-hmm. But then when I clicked on it, it goes, uh-oh, 
this tweet is from a suspended account. <gasps> and I don't know what happened here. Dan Laughlin, what truths were you spitting that daddy Twitter had to censor? Wink, wink. Let's see. Dan, if you listen to this, don't, oh, I guess you can't tweet at me. But <laughs> yeah. Daniel Laughlin is not fucking listening to this show. But also, if I mean, you are Daniel Laughlin, tell us what happened in your own words. Yeah, we want to know. We're curious. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's really just not a whole lot to say about this episode. Mm. I'm with you. I'm more. I'm more interested in the fucking uh, like t- t- Daniel Laughlin story. Yeah. Yeah, like why was this his last episode and what what is he doing now besides this is Jane, I guess. I don't know. Oh, you'll be very happy to learn that the kid who plays Oliver goes on to have a very successful career. He has a oh. recurring role on When Calls the Heart. He's in DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Um, in an episode, oh. he has a recurring role in The Man in the High Castle, as well as Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. Neat. Yeah. He's also a minor, like, he's Danish boy in the BFG. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cool. So, good for him. Um, and the woman who plays Haley. has done some other TV stuff. She has a reoccurring role in Friday Night Lights and Life. Hmm. Neat. Had a reoccurring role in Melrose Place. She's gone around and done a, done a bunch of TV stuff. And again, good for her. So, yeah. You know what this episode left me with? A burning question. What's that? Is Doc Poop dead? The sheriff says, Who? The sheriff says that Prometheus is dead as Dog Poop. Is Dog Poop dead? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely... Yeah. Yeah, like most likely. I mean, it's technically not alive. Yeah, you're shitting out. Uh, like you, you got like a, like a commune of biomes and like shit in your gut, and I'm guessing any that die go along for the ride and get shat out. Now there is still E. coli, which probably still, uh, like fucks around. And uh, finds out. Yeah, it it finds out how to fuck up lettuce. I tell you what, but um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, I would, I would say dog poop is pretty fucking dead. Just an odd turn of phrase for me, because I don't really think of it as dead. I don't I mean, think of it as alive either, I just think of it as, like, its own thing, you know? I think it was just a weird juxtaposition, like they had to get it past the sensors or some shit, because I guess with an episode with this much screen child, or, or child screen time, they probably couldn't say, like, crap or some shit. Maybe. Because they definitely couldn't say shit now that I say that sentence out loud. Um, Dead. Dead as a doornail. That's another one. Doornail's not alive. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Well, exactly. One of the greatest Western authors of all time. Uh, Charles Dickens, riddle me that. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. just a turn of phrase. It's all good and fine. Um, 
Yeah, any final thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, hopes, dreams, wishes, realities about this episode? Uh, I wish it didn't exist. Mm. Yeah. The episode ends. I, hey, I would watch the last episode again to avoid watching this one. Yeah, big same. You know, I kind of am like, we should have just talked about um, the last episode again instead of yeah i'm like again i i i could talk about uh man's best friend with benefits for the next 10 fucking episodes what if we had what if we had a sub podcast where we had a new guest every time and we just rewatched that episode that is that is madness looks like yeah let's hey let's do a supernatural podcast where we just do um mystery spot for <laughs> 15 seasons that would be hilarious actually yeah that would be a good april fool's prank oh damn i can't believe we didn't release like the mystery spot episode three times in a row just to fuck with people yeah that would have been funny like damn hey, you know what we're gonna be doing the show for the rest of our lives no reason why we can't re-release it now damn right yeah, true who's gonna stop us no one um okay so the episode does end with Dean praying to Cass to watch over Sam because he know that shit's going to get fucked up, right? With Sam doing the trials. Um, Cass does not respond, and it ends with Dean being like, where are you, man? So I'm guessing we're going to see Cass again next week. Um, this episode mm. ended with me praying as well for the end of my life because I did not enjoy this. <laughs> Yeah. Very much at all. I cannot wait to go to sleep after recording this episode. Uh, I cannot stress that enough. <laughs> Just oh. like I, I have so much residual boredom built up from watching it. Yeah, I'm already <laughs> unconscious. Like <laughs> I've, I've been, in, I've been asleep this whole time. It's amazing. I know. Um, I'm a sleep talker and a sleep responder. Uh, do. You guys want to hear some fun myths? Fuck yeah. Great. So I figured we would do just like a fun myth for the the gods and the titans that were mentioned in this episode. Um, and we've kind of already touched on it a little bit, but you know. Why not mention it again? Uh, so here's here's one about Zeus. I guess really it's more about Athena, but it just happens to be like one of my favorite myths that involves Zeus. So um Yeah, it's about the birth of Athena. Anyways, Menace, the goddess of wisdom, was the first wife of Zeus, but because he wanted to marry Hera, Zeus had to take her out, if you know what I mean. So he tricked her into turning a fly into a fly and then swallowed her. Uh, but Menace was already pregnant, and Athena was born inside of Zeus and grew inside of him. Then one day, Zeus started experiencing headaches, and 
he basically got his um, head split open with an axe, and mm-hmm. Athena popped out of his forehead, fully formed and armed. Beautiful. Yes. Athena, of course, is the uh, goddess of wisdom and um, war and the protector of Athens. She's the protector of Athens because, I just want to talk about Athena right now, Um, basically before Athens was Athens, they were like, hey, Athena and Poseidon, give us a gift and whatever one is better, we'll name our city after you. And so Poseidon gave um, Athens like a river so that they could have fresh water to drink. But the issue Mm -hmm. was that the water was salt water. So they were like, this is fucking useless. And um, Athena gave them the olive tree. And the Greeks were like, holy shit, we are going to fucking create olive oil out of this. And um, so they, that's why at the Athens Hell is yeah. Athena city. city. Hmm. Yeah. The more you know, the more Hell you yeah. know. Uh, my favorite Artemis myth is actually about a Greek hero named Actaeon? Actaeon? Whatever. I, I can never pronounce this dude's name. Uh, but basically, he was a great hunter who spied upon Artemis and her, you know, uh, the women that she kept in her company bathing. And so Artemis turned him into a stag and then he was eaten by his own dogs. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I just think that's neat. Um, Artemis wasn't just the goddess of the hunt. She was also the goddess of wild animals and the moon. Yeah. So I've got a question about the Prometheus myth. Yes. And so Zeus's punishment for Prometheus was that he chained Prometheus to a mountain. So an eagle could come and eat his liver out and then his liver would grow back and this would happen every day Mm -hmm. why his liver I have no idea I feel like it's one of the few body parts the Greeks actually knew about on the inside that's the only thing I can think of maybe livers were particularly delicious to eagles maybe so you know yeah and why an eagle yeah they're majestic Um, That I think I might be able to answer, so kind of. So myths, you know how myths basically are trying to, like, explain something being set up in the way, in the society that the myth is from, right? Right, Like, it's the whole, why is there, or, or they're trying to, like, explain a natural phenomenon, like, why is there an echo? Well, it's because, um, a woman got super sad one day and begged her friend to, you know get rid of her i don't actually quite remember the details of the echo myth but anyways um so the prometheus myth is thought to be kind of like hey why do we sacrifice meat to the gods well it's Hmm. because um there was this titan named prometheus and he stole fire from the gods to give it to the humans and as punishment zeus chained him to the side of a mountain and uh, fucking took care of that. Hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah. So, Prometheus did not spend the rest of his immortal life up on the mountain. He uh, was eventually set free, and um, the reason why he's set free is actually because of Hercules. Now, you guys almost certainly know who Hercules is. There's a pretty famous Disney movie about it. What you might... I've never seen it. Shut the fuck up, you see (laughs) I know you have, because we watched it together as one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, what you guys might not know is, you know that, like, super cute romance that Hercules and Meg have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the Greek myth, um, Hercules is, st- like, struck with madness by Hera, and he rips her apart and also all of their kids. Good grief. Yeah, just, just, just fucking murders her. That's a real Thanos situation. It really No, not Thanos. Um, fuck, what's his name in God of War? Kronos, no. Kronos. Crumbo. I don't know who the fuck... It, what did he do? Describe what the he did, The guy from God of War. That, Just the main does, character? Yeah, God of oh, War, uh, man. Uh, I'm looking right. A uh, great guy. He's a great dude. I tell you that much. Kratos. Kratos. Yeah. The reason he's gray is because he murdered his whole family, and the ashes of his family's bodies like stuck to his skin to constantly remind him of his like sins. Why did well, that's he murder his fuck. whole family? Because he was like being possessed by Ares or some other war god. That sounds right. Yeah. That's Basically, he was tracks. he was tricked into doing it. I can't believe I just had to search God of War man to remember who Kratos was. <laughs> I mean, this is a draining episode, man. Okay. Oh my god. I was kind of right, kind of wrong about the uh sacrifice thing oh yeah so according to wikipedia um in the trick of mechone okay a sacrificial meal marking the settling of accounts between mortals and immortals prometheus played a trick against zeus he placed two sacrificial offerings before the olympian a selection of beef hidden inside an ox's stomach nourishment hidden inside its pleasing exterior and the bull bones wrapped completely in glistening fat, something inedible hidden inside a pleasing exterior. Zeus chose the latter, setting a precedent for future sacrifices. Henceforth, humans would keep that meat for themselves and burn the bones wrapped in fat as an offering to the god. Um, This angered Zeus, who hid fires from humans in retribution. In this version of the myth, the use of fire was already known to humans, but withdrawn by Zeus. Prometheus stole fire back from Zeus in a fennel stalk and restored it to humanity. This further enraged Zeus, who sent the first woman to live with humanity, Pandora. The woman, a shy maiden, was fashioned by Hephaestus out of clay, and Athena helped to adorn her properly. Hesiod, who actually gets a shout in the episode, writes, From her is the race of woman and female kind. Of her is a deadly race and tribe of women who live amongst mortal men to their great trouble. So, um, now might be a good time to mention that, uh, 
the Greeks were pretty fucking misogynistic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did not believe that women were human. Like, just oh, don't ever look up what Aristotle thought of women. It's bad. Um, oh, it's awful. Anyways, uh, classic Greek misogyny aside, for his crimes, Prometheus is punished by Zeus, who bound him with chains and sent an eagle to eat Prometheus' immortal liver every day, and then grew back every night. Years later, the years later, the Greek hero Hercules, with Zeus's permission, killed the eagle and freed Prometheus from his torment. Damn. And the reason why uh, Hercules had to kill the eagle is because he was given twelve labors to basically like make up for the fact that he, you know, murdered his wife and kids, and one of them was uh, killing the eagle. I believe I'm not actually a hundo p on that. And freeing Prometheus. Nice. According to one source, God, Greek mythology is so intertwined sometimes. According to one source, uh, the reason why Zeus decided to show mercy to Prometheus and let him go is in exchange for Prometheus telling Zeus a secret that only he knew and this secret was that Thetis would bear a son who became greater than his father. Thetis um, Thetis's son was Achilles. Hmm. Yes. And so because they were like oh I don't want to Zeus was basically like, I don't want to fuck Thetis because I don't want her son to be better than me. So she uh, got married to a human. Hmm. So yeah, Greek mythology is fun. Yeah. Tons of fun. Tons of fun. Super great enjoyable to the last anyways this episode was terrible let's never watch <laughs> let's never watch it again all right did you remember watching this episode uh only in a haze i did not remember watching this episode at fucking all i vaguely remembered it because i remember being like like ah oh, it's a greek mythology episode and fucked it up by not yeah. making it fun and enjoyable instead making it serious and sad mm-hmm. yeah there used to be a certain je ne sais quoi to Supernatural's humor and they tried there were some jokes in this episode and one of them even kind of landed but I did not enjoy the penis joke as much as um, the writers did yeah yeah that phallus joke was quite fa- flaccid so, Travis, mm-hmm. this next week's episode is called Goodbye Stranger. What's it about? Uh, so Sam and Dean are, they're fighting a monster, and then they're in the middle of it. And Sam pulls out his gun, and he pulls the trigger, and as he pulls the trigger, everything like goes into like a freeze frame bullet time thing. And you see, like, like it's fucking the movie wanted. You see the bullet come out of the out of the gun barrel, but then, before the bullet can reach 
the monster. You see a mysterious figure in a trench coat <laughs> also shoot a gun, and it hits the monster before Sam's bullet can hit it. And then he vanishes, and all everything goes back to normal, and the monster's dead, and Sam and Dean are just like, did you see someone? Who could this mysterious stranger be? <laughs> I've got good news, Travis. That's exactly what happens. We don't have to talk about it next week. We're skipping to the next one. Hell yeah. <laughs> Find out next week on Hey Ass Butt, which has been turned into our Fallout Let's Play. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, we're almost to the end of season eight. Travis, yeah. where the fuck are we going? <laughs> Do you think? God, who fucking knows? Oh, you've, God. One thing I do know, okay. One thing I do know is that what we will see is Sam complete the trials, but we will not know the full event of Sam completing the trials until three episodes into season nine. Is that just your prediction based on how the last two seasons have gone? Yeah. All right. Oh, well, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if that's going to happen or how season eight will end. But if it does, we'll talk about it next week on Hey Ass Butt. Thank you yeah. so much for listening. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, just know that we appreciate the shit out of you guys. You guys are fucking awesome. If you want to hear more from us, you can check out our website, habcast.com where you can find links to all of our social media um, have, at Habcast on Twitter and Instagram and Hey Ass But a Supernatural Podcast on Facebook. You can also find a link to our Patreon where for $3 a month we watch things that Supernatural actors have been in that are not Supernatural. That show is called Let's Shag Ass. It is super fun to do. Um, our patrons seem to really enjoy it. Go, go check it out. It's a good time. Um, what was the episode we watched recently? Oh, the uh, sweet life. Cody. Yeah, the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Um, <clears throat> for uh, Kim we, Rhodes. We had we had too many good episodes in a row. We had to get a stinker in there. Yeah. There you go. Uh, this this month is my pick, and it's gonna be a doozy. I don't know. It's Pride Month. Maybe I'll try to find something like kind of queer. Who knows? Hopefully. Um, that'd be the dream, really. Hell yeah! Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, have fun. Bye. Bye.